Hey folks, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers, uh, part of the amazing FBA family of podcasts for Amazon sellers generally. I'm your host, Michael Vesey. Today we are in a conversation with Heimag from Eva. Eva is an intelligent uh, system that manages price dynamically along with stock management and everything else with the aim of maximizing your profit. Today we're going to talk about Eva's uh, insights that they bring from managing lots of people's accounts and doing PPC management for the last year as well. So um, the basic idea is is to try to maximize the return on investment from your advertising without just being primitive and using ACOS or even TACOS as a way of measuring it, to do it in a more sophisticated way that actually grows your business profitably and in an environment where advertising has gone up maybe 50%, maybe even more year on year, it's essential that we learn to rethink how we approach Amazon advertising. So I hope you find this useful and enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Let's deal with this simple thing first. Let's try and pick the easy wins out of this complex equation here. So one thing you mentioned is that revenue is not a good metric. I agree with that. So advertising cost of sales is really the advertising divided by the revenue, not the profit. So that's the first thing. And total advertising cost of sales or ATS, advertising to sales ratio, is again advertising divided by sales, which is revenue, not profit. So how do we get our PPC return on investment score related to profit first? Well, how do we bring that into the... Let me talk about like how we calculate the total advertising score and we'll be very happy to do that for any private label or brand that is watching us and that will be done for free. So, you know, you can all, uh, they can always approach to Eva about the total advertising score. So there are two things that we look at. Number one is the parameters that are, that we already discussed. What's the revenue? What's the profit, the inventory levels, the sales velocity, as well as the price. So we need to look at all these parameters that we can, we have data points about all of them. We already have the data points uh, and uh, we need to be also all incorporating this into the total advertising score. Now that's one side of the story. The second side of the story is the customer journey, which starts by, you know, how the customers start. They basically 
there is first the, there's five steps of a customer journey. Let's talk about that. And advertising in each step and the KPIs that you look at is also very different. Number one is the customer becomes aware of your product. Step two, the customer starts uh, considering your product. Number three is like purchasing your uh, product. Uh, and number four is becoming an advocate of your product. And number five is become, becoming a loyal customer to your product. So just to repeat it, awareness, consideration, purchase, advocacy, and loyalty. So if we look at instead of, hey, my ACOS is 25%, but the point is like, is the customers aware of your, do they consider your product? Do they buy your product? Are they reviewing your product? And are they consistently buying your product? Is that are better questions than just to talk about, hey, my ACOS is 25%. I'm so happy. It's not like that because every single um, stage of the customer journey has different KPIs. For example, if we are talking about the awareness, maybe we are looking at impressions, click-through uh, click rate, which is CTR, the unique reach, the brand lift. And these are like great. The great part is like Amazon advertising, because Amazon is investing a lot of money into this. They're already giving you all these KPIs. Now, the thing is, if I start talking about for every single stage, four to five different KPIs, and let you as a user, as the Amazon brand owner to think about them, uh, I think it will be very complicated. That's why we look at, as in the total advertising score, we look at all these different stages and we look at every single KPI for awareness, consideration, purchase, advocacy, and loyalty. And once we look at all the stages and how your brand is really doing, then it becomes more clear obviously, which area is the one that we need to focus more. And each time it's everybody's, yeah, purchase. Like I want more purchase. I want more clicks. And as the purchase is the most important, but it's not right. Because is it the new customers or the old customers? So the loyalty plays a, a role, advocacy plays a role, awareness plays a role. It's not just about the purchase decisions here. That's the only thing. It all yeah. depends. And then yeah. if you combine them, with the external parameters to advertising, which you cannot find easily on the Amazon advertising because these are ignored because the idea is push you to do more advertising, utilize the system, do more advertising, but you need to be aware if you're really making money, if your inventory is there, if your uh, velocity is good enough, and these are all impacting your advertising performance as well. Okay. So lots to take uh, on board there. I mean, the first thing is this is a traditional sort of marketing framework that I, I'm, I've heard before, but not very often in the Amazon world because awareness, consideration, purchasing, advocacy, loyalty. I guess that as you say correctly, as advertised, as Amazon advertisers, Amazon sellers, we tend to go, yeah, yeah, show me the money. So I've spent money on advertising today. Can I get sales tomorrow? And I guess that the traditional Amazon product ads very much are geared to that kind of direct response marketing, aren't they? Whereas the brand ads in theory are geared to the idea of more awareness, aren't they? Which by the way, I think is potentially a good way to go broke if you just go for awareness 
and don't try and get the sales. Tell me about brand lift, for example. What is that? And, and what does it matter and how do we measure that on the Amazon system particularly? We can definitely talk about that one, but I just want to mention another thing here. As we talked in the beginning, ACOS 25% or TACOS 10%. It's all kind of nice numbers, just thinking about the transaction, but it's not thinking about the growth. Like how are you going to grow this brand revenue in a sustainable way? That's why you need a test, like a total advertising score, which is a, a score that we deliver between zero to 100 based on number one, all the external parameters that we review. Number two, all the customer journey that, that I, I talk about. So that's important here. One of the things like stage one, the awareness, obviously Amazon has something like a new called the brand lift and we don't need to, you know, talk too much about that, but it's a way of an easy, insightful and privacy safe way for advertisers to quantify the impact of upper and mid funnel campaigns. Like, uh, for example, using the DSP, which is like another important area, like still not very much utilized, but using the DSP, you're able to get like more customers from outside of Amazon into your listing. So that's how the brand lift is measured on the Amazon side. Okay. Also it's so, DSP related, which is not a very much utilized area of the PPC as well. That's true. So tell me a bit. Of, yeah. So brand awareness is one of those things, which is obviously critical. If nobody knows you exist, they can't buy your stuff, right? To just put it in simple terms. <laughs> But I guess impressions would give us that. Tell us a little bit about DSP. How practical is that for the average Amazon uh, seller to use now? Because I know it used to be restricted to agencies or people who are willing to spend quite big, like $10,000, $25,000 a month. I heard different things at different stages. Where is DSP at these days for ordinary? I fully agree with you. So there are actually two things. Number one, the first thing to be done right is like the total advertising score, which means like, you need to have the right PPC strategy first and make sure that like the other parameters like price, profit, inventory, velocity plays a key role into the journey of the whole awareness, consideration, purchasing, loyalty, advocacy. We already combine these two and then create the total advertising score. Now it's more than 80, 80 like between zero to 100. If your advertising score is more than 80, and if your ACOS is 25%, probably it means that you have a healthy PPC uh, as well as your ACOS is low, but it's also like your uh, products are set to growth, which you cannot understand by just the 25% ACOS because you want to grow this business. The idea is not to optimize. The idea is always to grow and optimize together. That's also always a confusion. I have seen a lot of agencies asking the question, oh, are you want to up, do you want to optimize? Do you want to grow? It's not like that. Like nobody wants to, you need to optimize and grow together. So it's not really happening like completely separate because it doesn't give the right way. Now, on top of that, uh, another thing we consider with total advertising score is the DSP, which is basically how, what you can do to bring the, the outside traffic. Uh, into Amazon, but you are right that it doesn't make sense. First of all, before figuring out the PPC uh, in the right way, 
And the second, there is a limitation. There are limitations Beautiful. about like how who can use the the DSP. What are the limitations these days for for who can use the DSP? Amazon DSP, obviously, you as a as a as a brand, you can use that, and as an agency, you can use that too. I think that although there is like a ten thousand dollar ad spend was what is what we recommend, it can be that used even if you have less. But I think we can easily go for that. We should be talking about at least a ten thousand dollars an ad spend on the Amazon advertising monthly to be able to like leverage the DSP. That's obviously a big chunk of cash for a lot of people. And even if you're selling, if you've got a business doing, as one of the clients the other day was talking about having an advertising budget of about 5%. So advertising to sales ratio is about 5% of the sales, which for them was going to be maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year, but that's on more or less about a 10 million, what was it? No, about 5 million a year run rate, something like that. So 10,000 sounds like a month. What do you get for your money if you're spending $10,000 a month on DSP? And remind us what DSP even means and what, what is, how does that work for those who haven't come across? So first of all, like there is also a, even a managed service option. Amazon can manage DSP. There, there is a limit, which is $50,000. So, you know, like there are always, there's a lot of very large sellers who may want, want Amazon to, to manage that. I think DSP is a whole different concept that we should be taking into account. Maybe like have another, definitely another uh, podcast around DSP. Fun. But yeah. I would recommend that if our sellers are doing less than $10,000 spend on Amazon advertising, the key point is really to look at what is the total advertising score and try to increase, try to grow your business. As your business grows, everybody will be happy, right? Because the 10,000 spend will go to 15,000. Yeah. Your ACOS will stay stable as long as your task is still 80 to 100. And if it is not, if your task is 50 and you're having an ACOS of 25% or 20%, probably like there is a suboptimal solution. It means that it's suboptimal, it's optimized ACOS, but you're not growing because the the whole business is not that healthy yet. So that's yeah, really important. Reminds me of a couple of things, but let's talk about growing profitably then or growth versus profit or how do we combine them? A couple of thoughts that spring to mind. One is Jim Collins. Uh, in which one of his many books is it? I think it's the it's good to great. It's not good to great. It's one of those ones. I can't remember which one it is now. Which is about the I've got a list on my wall here because I think it's so strategically important. That he talks about the twenty mile march. So successful companies that can set, that have scaled in very difficult environments. For example, airlines. Almost every airline in America makes no profit, but Southwest Airlines has made profits consistently for I don't know what forty years now. It keeps going. And they, they have made a mission to grow, as all successful businesses do, but to grow profitably every single year, but within parameters. It, you're not too high, not too low. Is that the sort of approach that you advocate as an overall business strategy that this fits within? Or what's your thoughts about that? I think it's a great uh, analogy. I like it very much. Everything on Amazon starts with knowing your data. And that's what we are really good at. By the way, I would like to give a very simple test to Amazon brands that are uh, watching us about knowing your data. A lot of them are using at least one tool. I know that a lot of brand owners use more than one tool to check their ad spend, ad sales, uh, profits uh, in different platforms. So 
what I'm suggesting is go to the Amazon advertising console, check your advertising data for the last 10 days and go and check your tool that you are using and see if they are matching. First of all, if it is not matching, you are using the wrong tool. The software providers, they always say the data is not matching because Amazon API is not giving the right data, blah, blah. I don't agree with that. We are an Amazon part. The data may not match, but the only reason is because there is sometimes a time delay, but it's not more than 1%. What I'm seeing with a lot of tools is they don't show the right data. So if the data is right, and that's very important, then you add the cost information to your software because that's what EVA is for. So with EVA, you're able to manage all your costs and all your profits, because before knowing like if you're profitable or not, it doesn't make sense. But then the data needs to be consistent in your tool and it should be reflecting what's on Amazon Seller Central or Amazon Advertising Console. But it's not, it cannot be totally different. Well, unfortunately, that's the one thing that I see all the time with the software providers, they provide the data as well as the Amazon data. So as soon as the data is right, you need to be profitable. That's the reason why you do this Amazon business and you have to be, but it, if your test, the total advertising score is right. And if it is more than 80, there is no reason why you should be profitable because if you're not, your test will not be more than 80 anyway. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the 10K Collective Podcast for 6, 7, and 8 Forget Amazon sellers. Today, we've been talking about this new concept of the total advertising score, which Hi's uh, developed over at Eva. They really have got a lot of data and uh, insight to play with now. So it's interesting that not only have they got the PPC management size, which they're doing, which a lot of agencies have, but they've integrated that with their artificial, artificial intelligence engine can't even say it. That's how intelligent I am feeling today. But anyway, that is the place where they can integrate the pricing, inventory, data, and and see how the whole picture pulls together. So I think the important thing to say really from today is to pull together the idea that dynamic pricing, um, making sure your advertising is relevant or responsive to the fact of whether you're in stock or not, whether you've got inbound stock that is going to be available for just two or three weeks time or now that kind of stuff that you're really going to have to make sure you account for that in the way that you manage your advertising. Obviously, it's quite complex to do this yourself. If you want to get an idea of how you're stacking up with this total advertising score, you can get a PPC audit for free from High and his team. They'll actually spend a lot of time deep diving into it. I've seen some of the reports they create myself on the spreadsheets, and they are pretty detailed, but they're also pretty nicely laid out. So very, very insightful, helpful report for free. If you want to get that, just go to www.amazingfba.com forward slash PPC audit. That's amazing F for Freddie, B for Bertie, A for alpha.com forward slash ppc audit and you can get that from either for free it's going to give you particular value if you're spending more than a couple of thousand dollars a month on uh, advertising which i know many many of the the sellers that i work with are you're particularly going to get a lot of value from having somebody else assess that from the outside um 
The other thing you might want to check out is the EVA system as a whole, which is the repricer plus the stock management plus a nicely laid out dashboard for the analytics at amazingfba.com forward slash EVA. That's amazing. F for Freddy, B for Bertie, A for Alpha.com forward slash EV for Victor, A for Alpha. Thanks very much for listening. Hopefully it's been thought provoking. We're continuing this discussion in our next episode if you're interested. So uh, listen out for that. And in the meantime, thanks so much for listening to the amazing uh, FBA podcast and the 10K Collective podcast within that family. Hey folks, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers. Uh, part of the amazing FBA family of podcasts for Amazon sellers generally. I'm your host, Michael Vesey. Today, we are in a conversation with Heimag from Eva. Eva is an intelligent uh, system that manages price dynamically along with stock management and everything else with the aim of maximizing your profit. Today, we're going to talk about Eva's uh, insights that they bring from managing lots of people's accounts and doing PPC management for the last year as well. So um, the basic idea is is to try to maximize the return on investment from your advertising without just being primitive and using ACOS or even TACOS as a way of measuring it, to do it in a more sophisticated way that actually grows your business profitably and in an environment where advertising has gone up maybe 50%, maybe even more year on year, it's essential that we learn to rethink how we approach Amazon advertising. So I hope you find this useful and enjoy the show. Okay, so in other words, you you only give a high score to businesses that are profitable and growing by the sound of it. Is that right? They are profitable, uh, absolutely. And then uh, it's not only about giving them a score, but the score is giving the owner, if the score is 60, then uh, the business owner understands that there is a room to improve. And because we look at it, not just by one single KPI, okay, A costs 25%, we look at it with the customer journey and we look at it from the perspective of the other external parameters to advertising that are impacting the score. Then we are able to come up with really the right score, which also shows that there are improvement areas to grow. So got it. If there is no profit, there is an there is an room to improve. Like then we need to look at why there is no profit. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I would say to every business owner I've ever met who, who owns Amazon business. If there is no profit, we need to look at that as a top screaming priority before we do anything else. I agree with that. And and what is your uh, let's give us some complicated examples here because we're talking a lot of quite tricky abstractions. Give me some concrete examples of when you've looked at an, a, a client's account and before and after story. So you've looked at it as no score. What's the problem and what are the solutions? Give me a couple of... Absolutely. Let me give you like a couple of examples with all the different parameters that we'll look at. So number one is price. Most of the time, if the price is static, there is a missing opportunity for sure. Because if the price is always 19.99 and then people talk about I want my customers to be loyal and that's why I have the static price. It makes absolutely no sense in the e-commerce world. Your prices need to change based on the demand, based on the trends, based on the competitive SQ like ASINs that are competing with you. There is always a missing opportunity if the dynamic pricing is not used. Number two is maybe there is a competitor which is priced, say, 10% lower, exactly the same product, and they are targeting your product too. And the more you 
invest into advertising because your price is not competitive, you are not getting the results. And you can easily see that because you're getting maybe impressions. You see the awareness is there, but in terms of purchasing decisions, that is not there. So we are able to see that by how much the price is competitive compared to all the others. And I'm always agreeing with the uh, brand owners when they talk about my product is much better than the other. I need to, again, look at the data, not your product, but you know what the data says about if the data is exactly the same with your competitor and it's like a price competitively, that always creates a challenge. So inventory is another one. We have seen a lot of times like the inventories inbound, but the campaigns are just spending the money. But the problem is when the inventory is inbound, the delivery dates are far away, like two weeks, three weeks, one week away from a two days delivery. Now, when the customer adds the product to the cart and then sees the delivery date, 50% of them will not buy. Because if there is another option that I can get tomorrow, then I'll be going for that option. But the problem is I already clicked, which means you already paid for advertising, but the cost of advertising is increasing uh, because a lot of people are not buying because the delivery time is delayed. So for example, what needs to be done is to reduce, because there's a dependency, the campaign budget needs to be lowered. The problem is, uh, a lot of this automation, like, it, this has to be done in an automated way because there is no other way like you can just do it every day. And that's the reason why like the automation is required between the inventory and the advertising as well. So these are some practical reasons why all these parameters are impacting the overall advertising. Again, sales through the velocity every day, how much you're selling. Mm. Uh, maybe yesterday you sold five, your ACOS is great, 25%, but actually you should be selling at least 25 or 30. So why did you sell less? That's also another kind of a, a reason to look at the sales velocity and to make sure that sales velocity is maximized before everything else, because the more sales velocity you have, the more rankings you have. So there is like a, a like the two things like fitting each other. So. Uh, the most important thing in the e-commerce world is also, of course, being profitable at the unit level, but then you want to sell more, like more, as much, as many as you, at least on Amazon, because it's not your handcrafted, whatever the, the statue or something that's only like available two of them yeah. and you are selling them on Etsy. Amazon means you need to sell massive amounts so that you make money. And uh, that's the most important. That's why I'm not talking about a percentage of the profit always, but it's more the profit itself, like how much every month, which is very much related to the velocity. So that's why it needs to be taken into consideration and maximized every day, which has something to do again with the demand and trend and the price. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is pretty simple focus which is focus on absolute profit and don't stress too much about percentages i mean i guess the ebitda percentage does affect the sellability of a business so a lot of the aggregators want 20 percent ebitda but i guess we could always re-engineer things in, in the year coming up to sale if you want a good trading 12 months but yeah broadly speaking you're right once you've got profit at unit level 
You want to crank up the sales velocity. Obviously, lots of things that people need to take account of if they're trying to do this manually. It, it, for example, if you're having to manually adjust the bids or, or the budgets for multiple campaigns for just one product that you know is inbound, not not available yet, and it's going to show up, as you say, available in three weeks, that's a great way to lose a sale, which you've paid for the clip for, absolutely. Then, yeah, I can see why it becomes a management nightmare. I do know that one person I've got that I've worked with in the past has lots of skis, and they've got one person full-time manually playing with the prices alone. But of course, that doesn't take account of the dynamic nature of the situation. You change the price, you change the conversion rate, that changes your advertising return, etc. So obviously there to solve some of that problem. And then you've also mentioned that you would do a free sort of total advertising score assessment for people. So tell us a bit about those two things if people want to check them out. Sure, absolutely. So EY is both the consulting services and technology. So we do the services. We basically end care, the advertising. And the first thing that we want to do is to always assess this total advertising score. It's primarily a 48 to 72 hours engagement. We spend a lot of time into doing this, but like we, the customer connects their store. We review it on EVA. We review all the data points and come up with a total advertising score and then come up with suggestions how to improve that. And if the customer agrees, we just go ahead and do it. There is another thing that I really don't like in our industry with the a lot of agencies and software providers. They are charging based on a percentage of ad sales. It's confusing me, really, I have to say. I understand the logic. I am doing like software as a service technology pricing for the last maybe 15 years. So I understand the logic. The problem is, um, if the agency is charging you a percentage of ad sales, then does it mean that the agency is trying to increase your ad sales? Like basically uh, the agency wants you to pay more into a, into the ad spend so that they can make more money. Isn't it a bit of conflicting logic with the overall idea? And obviously the agency needs to grow you, right? To grow your business. And if it is like a delta, for example, a delta profit that somebody is charging, I would understand it. When I start, like you were making $10,000 profit and now you're making 15000 So let's share the profit. Now I can understand that if I'm working with an agent. But if an agent says you were making $2,000, you were spending on ads and now you're spending 3000 and I'm going to charge you more because I need 4% or 3% of your revenue. Same thing with the software uh, vendors. I think it's madness. I don't understand what's the point of that. So another reason why we are doing this test, the total advertising score assessment is we always come up with a fixed price to manage the advertising end to end. And it doesn't change for the period of time that we have a contract. Let's assume it's four months, six months. But it's always the same. Actually, setting the scene, this is your profit, this is your task. And then every week, we are always trying to improve that task. And that's what the essence of what we are trying to do. And it's, it's a an fixed price engagement. Like It doesn't change because, hey, I mean, you're, you're spending more money on ads, pay me more. What's the point? Like We are still doing the same job. We are still doing the same optimization. The tools are still working in the same way. So... Why are we getting paid more or less? <laughs> but it's mostly more. The kind of like percentage-based pricing models are discouraging the software vendors or the agencies to actually spend less on advertising, but 
in many cases, we even reduce the A cost to down to 10% because it makes sense already. There are so many different ways of selling the product. So why should we just spend even 25% of A cost? Maybe. Yeah. So in other words, you're, you're not incentivized to keep the ad spend going up, which it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if people, I know you got to, I've seen it yourself and myself, and I know we went over this uh, a couple of weeks ago. We looked at the PPC audit you guys do and general audit of the accounts. Very detailed. I've got to say it's very detailed. Is that something you do for free for everybody or do they need a certain kind of qualification, like a certain level of revenue? How, how does... As long as they are interested in advertising and maybe they are doing, there, there is no limit, but I would definitely recommend that every single um, brand should be doing advertising because Amazon is a pay, pay per play platform. It's not the 10 years ago, Amazon where you can have all this very nice organic search, like the people who bought this product also bought that product. If you look at Amazon, everything is sponsored. The Amazon land is already occupied by all the advertising. So it is inevitable. If you are starting your private label brand in two months, three months, you should be starting with advertising too. Maybe even from the day one, even to be honest with you, I will start from day one because it will create the brand awareness. So as long as there is the budget and that makes sense that the brand is ready to spend a couple of thousand dollars, that that qualifies for the advertising, the total advertising score uh, assessment. But the more the the more the brand spend, the more uh, relevant it gets, right? Because if the spend is, we did it to a customer which is doing, which is spending like $200,000 on advertising a month. And then it makes more sense because even like we are able to improve the task by two points, it may immediately impact not only the A cost, but the profit by maybe 5%. So that's all becomes more relevant and more significant as the advertising spend grows, but it starts from day one and we can do it for anyone. And then we can come up with a, a fixed price proposal to manage the whole advertising because it's really getting complicated. And these automation tools, which are stateless, let's say, I'm not trying to say they are artificially intelligent, but the intelligence level is very low because it's stateless machines, which base, which kind of decides the campaigns based on the number of impressions divided by the CTR, blah, blah, that very simple rules that can be defined on these tools. And then they are also charging the agencies or ch they, the tools charging a percentage of ad sales. I think that's the, that's not the right way for this business to go. My recommendation for the brands is do your assessment, get your task and get a fixed price, get a partner really to work with you to get your advertising done and you grow with the advertising. But then the brand owner should really focus on getting the best pictures, uh, best how to do some, how to use your product videos, uh, getting like the best customer experiences type of videos. Like it should be, the focus should be more on the brand value on the, on the, uh, customer side and streamlining the supply chain versus like we can take care of the advertising and we'll make sure that the, the business is growing. But the test will be giving us the, the information, whether the inventory is right, whether the pricing is right, whether the profit is there. So that's also very important as well. 
Excellent. I'm going to just give a, a URL out for people if they want to follow it. So if you want to go and get this free PPC audit, it sounds like if people are really willing to spend a couple of thousand a month or more on, on ads, which unless you've got a titchy business, may, if you're doing over, I suppose you're into six figures a year, then you're probably potentially on the edge of that. So just go to amazingfba.com forward slash PPC audit. Hopefully that's a reasonably easy to, to say amazingfba.com forward slash PPC audit. And we'll put a link there through to, to High's team and they can, uh, you can go and put these guys through their paces. As I said, it's going to be very impressive output. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to, if you go for that, what people will actually get in concrete terms. I know it's a sort of couple of spreadsheets. You've got some recommendations, you've got a score. What else do people see on that? We always, after doing that comprehensive study, we always come up with a, we do a, a call and we come with, as you said, there is a report which comes with all types of the keywords, the, the where the keywords are, how they are helpful in terms of both organic and uh, campaign management PPC, because I think these things are going hand in hand anyway. And we come up with a comprehensive report. We come up with the recommendations and we come up with the next steps, like what we think we should do, we can do for the customer basically. And it's, it's a nice uh, one hour review of the, the account and it's all done for free. Pretty good. Yeah. I always say to people that if they got a PPC agency that's willing to do that, just as I would say, if they're thinking of selling their business, go talk to brokers or aggregators, people who might buy it. If somebody's willing to give you their expertise for free, you should go get that opinion. And you don't have to go and sign up with them afterwards if you don't feel that it's the right thing for you, but you should at least take advantage. So that is definitely something I would recommend. And for those who are interested in, in the um, the either suite of products that, that doesn't do PPC, so just uh, repricing, inventory management and reimbursements, then they should go to, I think it was amazingfba.com forward slash Eva is our link there. So if you want to check that out as well, I think pretty much everyone should be by the sound of it, looking at dynamic pricing solutions. Again, you got to check things out. You can do a free trial. So if you're not managing your PPC well, or you know that you need some help, getting some expert input seems a very smart thing for me. Hi, very interesting stuff. Have you got time to give us one last bit of wisdom? What would your one thing be that you'd give people that we haven't covered today that they need to know about Amazon PPC? So the advertising score, I think a lot of our customers, a lot of, a lot of our listeners today, they don't know about their total advertising score. So if I were them, I would definitely approach Eva to you, to Eva, so that we can do the assessment and we can come up with that task. I'm pretty sure that when they see how this task is calculated, that will be very impressive and that will give us, that will give a great roadmap of what needs to be improved, uh, to make the Amazon advertising more effective. Excellent. That sounds like good advice. Again, amazingfba.com forward slash PPC audit. If you want to take advantage of that folks. So thank you very much. I just remains for me to say hi, Mark, um, co-founder, CEO of Eva.guru. Many thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael, for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.